0: Let's continue now in the understanding knowing God's plan by Rabbi Moshe Hayam Luzato, the Ramha. And so now we're going to go and we're going to talk about in the next uh, chapter we're going to discuss the soul-body relationship and its significance. And so the soul and body in this world and the next. So the student now says now I would like to have a proper understanding of the nature of man's existence. In my opinion, It's absolutely essential to understand this correctly, since everything revolves around man, and the task of perfecting the world is is his. The rabbi says, you are correct in saying that man is the ultimate purpose of everything God created. Therefore, only someone who has a clear understanding of man can grasp the inner meaning of everything in the world that preceded him. Everything exists only to bring about this ultimate purpose. And the footnote here that says that everything was created for the sake of man and his task of perfecting the world This includes all the creative forces that give rise to the world all the laws that govern it and everything that exists within within it Therefore it is vital to have a clear understanding of who man is and how he can achieve this task When we understand man in detail, we will be able to understand every other element of creation In a similar sense We cannot understand all the organs of the body if we see them as separate entities and Isolation from each other only if we that they form part of a whole functioning body can we understand their true purpose and function and the heart and lungs only exist in order that there should be a living breathing person so too, everything in creation exists only in order that there should be a functioning human being and can only be understood in the context of understanding the deeper purpose and functioning of this being so uh, here the student now says it seems that there will be a great deal to say about this subject as well And the rabbi responds, we will need to discuss three things, man's physical and spiritual composition, his actions and the fruits of his actions. The student says, if so, the discussion will be very extensive. The rabbi says, we will limit ourselves to the main concepts. The wise person will be able to take what we say and discover the rest. The student responds, please tell me what you have to say. The rabbi responds and says, at this point, We need to clarify the principle of the resurrection of the dead which we of course believe in with absolute faith the student says that is one of the principles that i already asked you to explain to me i really want to understand these principles properly the rabbi says the general idea of the resurrection stated briefly is simple god created man as a combination of body and soul in order that they should work together to carry out and uphold the holy task of keeping the torah and the mitzvot that were given to them it is therefore fitting that they should together receive their eternal reward for the good they did in this world. It is inconceivable that the body should toil to serve God without receiving any reward for it. God does not deprive any creature of his just reward. However, we need to analyze in death how the body and soul combine with each other in their three distinct phases. Number one, when they are first joined together during life in this world. Number two, when they are separated from each other from the time of death. And number three, when they are reconnected completely at the time of the resurrection of the dead. God makes every human being go through these three phases. Therefore, they are certainly highly significant. We must focus on these particular phases and explain them at length until they are clearly clearly understood. The student then says, this certainly requires explanation. Why did God create the body and soul as two distinct entities? Why didn't he create them together as one single entity? Man could have been a single unified being, not a combination of two different elements, as he is now. It was certainly not beyond God's ability to make man an inherently living being without this distinction of body and soul. I would imagine that once we understand the answers to this question, it would enable us to examine the other details. The rabbi responds and says, you already know that, what, that God's purpose in creating the world was only to bestow good upon man. This is achieved by allowing man to earn his own reward by correcting his deficiencies and perfecting himself. And this creates a need for man to be created imperfect and yet have the ability to correct his imperfection as we explained before. So, therefore, God made the human body coarse and dark in form, unworthy of being filled with the light of his holy presence because of its lowly nature. Only those who are perfectly prepared can approach the king's gate and frequent his palace. And this preparation is necessary even to appear before an earthly king, all the more so to be admitted to the presence of the king of kings. And this darkness, which is inherent in the body's very nature, it's the cause of all the base desires which rule over the body, and it makes the body prone to all the negative things that happen to it, such as illness, suffering and death. And after that, God made the soul the, the, the pure soul, fashioning it from beneath the throne of glory. He then made it descend to this lowly world and breathed it into the body in order to purify the body and make it holy. It is is important for you to understand that the ultimate purpose of the soul entering the body is not to enable the body to live this life of utility. Its real purpose is to purify the body completely and elevate it from its lowly level of physicality and darkness to the exalted level of the ministering angels. We have seen that moshe actually achieved this he was worthy of purifying his physicality to the extent that he returned to the level of an actual angel in fact the entire jewish people saw the skin of moshe's face radiated with a brilliant light and Hanukkah and Eliyahu were able to ascend to heaven in their actual bodies because they purified their physicality greatly. The way the soul can purify the body is through performing the mitzvot and keeping the Torah because a mitzvah is like a lamp and the Torah is the light. And we see this in Mishle. The more the soul acquires Torah and carries out the mitzvot, the more it purifies the body and earns merit for itself by fulfilling God's will. The student then says, You have shown that the body gains perfection through its connection to the soul and that the soul acquires merit by fulfilling God's will and purifying the body. But how does the soul gain perfection from its connection to the body? The rabbi responds, I will deal with your question soon. End of this section. With God's help. Let's now finish our subject. The soul's essential function in this world is a purification of the body. After that, it finds itself temporarily in a different situation. But now it's not the time to explain this. So regarding this, our sages stated, Rav said, consider this, as long as a body exists in this world, it lacks perfection. After a person has lived a life of virtue, followed the paths of righteousness, and left this world while still righteous, his body is compared to the matriarch, Sarah, and its perfection. So what the soul accomplishes through its righteousness in managing to perfect the body is the increased elevation of God's glory that comes about whenever God's creations are perfected. The reason for this is that God created everything in the world in such a way that when it is used properly, His glory becomes revealed. And this increased revelation of God's glory is the way the soul's positive action of purifying the body actually gives satisfaction to the one above. As a result, the reward is granted to the person from above. The satisfaction God gains from a person's actions during his lifetime dictates what God in turn will give him back. So, however, Adam's sin caused death to come upon all living creatures. No one can escape the decree. As a result, the soul does not have the ability to purify the body in this lifetime. And this is what our sages meant when they spoke about those few completely righteous individuals who had to die only because of the consequences of the snake's evil counsel. They were unable to perfect themselves without death, despite all their good deeds however after the body returns to the earth from which it was formed the contamination the snake injected into hava completely disappears from the body so therefore when the body is rebuilt again at the time of the resurrection the soul will re-enter it with the full power of the good deeds it performed in this world and with the radiance of the divine light it enjoyed in god eden as a result of these good deeds then the soul will illuminate the body with a brilliant light, purifying it completely and curing it of all the negative, all the negativity to which it was previously subject. This whole process is explained in the midrash Ha Ne Elam on the portion of Vayera. Rav Levi said, as long as the soul remains on its true, exalted level in the world of souls, it's nourished by the divine light and envelops itself in it. When the soul re-enters the body at the time of resurrection, it will be with exactly the same divine light. It also says there, God causes the body to rest in the earth until it decomposes completely and all the terrible poison is removed from it. And so we could see there for for more details. So we have now come to an understanding of man's task in the world and the reward he will receive. These are the two periods that encompass man's entire existence. Now in this world, man's body is coarse, dark, and full of deficiencies. The soul's task is to fill the body with light and holiness in order to make it pure and radiant. The time for receiving the, the reward is only after this purification process has been completed, after the resurrection of the dead. Then the body and soul will together receive their eternal and perfect reward. So we now need to understand the level of power that the soul has been given in order for it to exist within our bodies if the soul's power had been great shining with a brilliant light it would have illuminated the body to a tremendous extent the body's whole existence would have been elevated to a higher level and its deficiencies would have been perfected in an instant the evil urge the most essential of all the deficiencies god created for the purpose of free choice and reward and punishment would not have had any power over man whatsoever. Man would have been like the angels who were totally unaffected by the evil urge because of their abundant spiritual light, perfect knowledge and grandeur. The proof of this is that concerning the future redemption, it says, they will cause no evil or destruction throughout all of my holy mountain because the world will be filled with the knowledge of God. We see this in Yeshayahu. And regarding that time, it is stated that we remove the heart of stone from your flesh. It says in Yeheskel. And this is due to the exalted level the soul will attain at that time. On the other hand, if the soul's intrinsic existence were lowly, rather than highly exalted it will not be able to attain all the majesty and grandeur that will be granted to it in the future world when it will become greater than than the ministering angels the truth of the matter is that the soul's essence and the source from which it comes are extremely exalted however in order for the soul to enter into our lowly bodies god reduces illumination and limits his powers leaving it only for the amount appropriate for the body in this world this limitation of the soul's status is analogous to what happened to the moon when it was told by God, go and diminish yourself. Yet with this regard to the final redemption, it is stated, and the light of the moon will once again be like the light of the sun. The soul has the ability to bring about its own good, to elevate itself more and more until it rises to its maximum potential, depending on how much it perfects its action in this world. However, because of the limited power granted to it in this world, It remains confined and imprisoned within the coarse body for the duration of its allotted time in this world so as to be challenged and tested by the pull of the body's negative drives. In fact, it is for this very reason that man was made subject to these negative drives as our sages have told us. The evil inclination was created only in order to test man. The soul is thus able to earn its own spiritual elevation gaining the ability to rise to higher and higher levels according to the extent that it succeeds in its task of overcoming the negative drives inherent in the body at the time of resurrect of, of the, at the time of the reward in the world of souls all the souls will have the results of their deeds with them they will then become elevated according to the extent of their achievement in this world at the time of the resurrection with this newly acquired level of elevation they will be reunited with their bodies and purify them in delight the light and perfect harmony for all eternity as we have explained It is clear from the above that the essence of the soul must be extremely elevated and that it must come from a very noble source. Otherwise, it will not be worthy of all the great glory it will attain in the world to come. However, its its power is diminished in order so that in the end it can become even greater and receive the ultimate good. And God does this by imposing his decree upon the soul telling it, go and diminish yourself. The soul then has to enter this coarse body and remain in it throughout this life of futility to deal with such a situation. God has given the soul the statuses and laws of our Torah which it must fulfill and observe. They are the means appropriate for the soul while it's confined within the body. But yet because the soul's diminishment has weakened it, it dimmed this powerful light. The body remains with its present coarse form despite the fact that it contains the soul within it. However, after death, the soul is judged according to the righteousness of his deeds and becomes elevated to its true exalted level. It will then be able to re-enter the body at the time of the resurrection with its newly acquired light and transform it in a way that is presently impossible. And it will totally purify the body, which will then assume a glorious and res- resplendent appearance, as we have explained. And even though the, the soul was initially required to reduce... Its light in order to enter the body, when it enters for the second time, the opposite holds true, and must radiate with the maximum possible amount of light so it can successfully carry out its task of purifying the body completely. The soul itself benefits through the process of perfecting the body at the time of the resurrection, since this causes the soul to ascend to a higher and higher levels, adding strength to strength and glory to glory. Furthermore, even in this world, when the soul is confined within the body, it benefits by being elevated in accordance with his deeds. The soul of a person who has involved himself with the Torah and its misvot and gained an understanding of the glory of his Creator is incomparably greater than the soul of a person who lacks all this. However, the elevation the soul achieves in this world is not sufficient to purify the body in an evident way. And this occurred only in a few exceptional cases, those unique individuals whom God chose Moshe Hanuk and Eliyahu apart from these few individuals even though the soul's deeds do improve it it does not become sufficiently powerful to cause a visible change in the body nevertheless the true good will not be withheld from those who have rightfully earned it each person will be rewarded in the world to come according to what he actually achieved in this world the student then says please summarize everything you have said and the rabbi responds the general principle is as follows the body is coarse and deficient in its nature and its its needs needs to be purified by the soul The soul itself comes from a very high source, but it diminishes itself when it enters the body. This is an order that it should not overpower the body and purify it all at once, thereby transforming its whole nature. Instead, it does what it has to do to the body little by little through the performance of good deeds. After that, it becomes elevated in exact correspondence to the good it achieved in this world. The soul becomes strengthened because of its increased elevation. And this heightened strength allows it to purify the body to such an extent that the body becomes worthy to stand together with the soul in order to behold the pleasantness of God and frequent his palace for all eternity. The student responds, I have now gained a sufficient understanding of the subject of the resurrection of the dead and the reward in the world to come. Now we need to finish explaining those subjects that we started discussing earlier baruk adonai leolam amen ve amen